<laughs> All right. That's, that's an it. entrance. That's uh, his best John Stewart impersonation, or Colbert maybe, I guess. Oh, yeah, they're, they're big. Uh... Paper smackers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That looks like it's picking up on the podcast, so yeah. Okay. Good morning, evening, afternoon. Uh, we don't know what time it is. Wake so up, high desert. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> Whatever time you were listening to this, uh, we're probably up. So mm-hmm. we've reached uh, each of our day threes, I guess. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, delirium has uh, set in, and yeah, I think we've each had about wow, good lord, we've each probably had like fifty ounces of coffee over the past twenty-four hours plus thirty-six hours. Yeah. So, if we don't die this week, the cancer is coming, baby, and it's coming swift. <laughs> uh, all right. I actually feel all right right now, which is amazing. I think at about 9.30, I thought, I had, you know, there's, there are those moments on these big roundup call nights where I think, this is it. I'm going to quit. I'm quitting. I'm leaving. Or I'm going to die. That those are the only two choices. And, you know, then we power through, and now I feel fine. And I've already forgotten about it, mostly. Uh, all right. Let's get back into football mode. That's the last week we get to do this, so it's... Well... Ta- well, all right, yeah, whatever. Don't well actually me. He almost did. And he would have died right here. <laughs> uh, today, tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Oak Hills, or a lot of it, I guess. You know, some bit. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, for compare and contrast sake, we'll, we'll bring Serrano into the discussion. We're gonna yeah, try sure. To, try to focus in on Oak Hills in this podcast, then we'll do another one, the next one on Serrano. Serrano. So yeah, uh, we were out at Oak Hills practice today. Uh, I had a chance to talk to, to Robert Kistner, which is always a, a pleasure. Um, and uh, Matt got to talk to Christian Navarrete. Navarrete? It is, how is he pronouncing? Navarrete is how I would say it, I right? Okay, I heard somebody say Navarrete, and I'm like, that, there's no way that's how that's pronounced. <laughs> anyway, regardless, Christian, Navi. Navi is a sweet yeah. nickname, by the way. I am super into it. Uh, so yeah, so that was pretty cool. So why don't we start? I mean, you can read Matt's article to you know find out more about Christian. Obviously, I guess you know that was pretty cool. That was a you know good story. Seems like a real real good kid. Yeah, and I think you know if you're looking for X factors in this game, you know, I think he he could be it. Um, you know, kid comes with big plays. Did not really play um, against Serrano last time. I think he had like one reception. He was still a little banged up. Eh? Yeah, knee injury was bugging him. Uh, couldn't do a whole lot. So. You know, if you're looking for differences from matchup one to matchup two, you know, he, he He's could be. He's definitely one of them. Yep. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I talked to, uh, to Kisser a little bit about what he thought, you know, kind of caused the turnaround or whatever. And, you know, I think that I did, it's pretty much what we had talked about. It's not so much that Oak Hills got so much better, although they did. They've certainly, no doubt that they have improved. I mean, you know, most teams, good teams improve from game one to game 14, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, it. I think, what did he say? That the the lineman went, well, he used his hand. So his lineman went from up here, so somewhere around what appeared to be seven well, feet Well, the lineman tall, they were playing. Playing, it, playing against, yeah. right. Uh, so it started gradually getting smaller until it got to, you know, a more manageable high desert size. It would be interesting if you uh, flip-flop the Oak Hill schedule to see what would happen. Like, play league first and then play the... The brutal yeah, non-league ramp up had. to the more difficult. Well, we might get a chance to see something like that in the in the playoffs in the coming year. So, hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, it would be interesting to see. I think that oh, I don't know. Who knows? You know, if you, even going back, you know, I know that those are five straight losses, but you still think that you know maybe eight, eight out of ten times they beat Osos for sure, and San G too for that matter. I would think, but I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, those those the the three in there that uh, I. Th- 
I'm, I'm sure the Serrano one hurts the most, but I think at least you can excuse it a little bit. The three that, that hurt the most... Um, that looked the worst anyway. Yeah, that looked the worst. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out the correct Etiwanda, way to say Etiwanda, Osos, Sanji. Yeah. Those so, are three winnable games. Yeah, so Osos, they lost 27-24. In OT. Um, in overtime. Um, I think they had a chance to tie it in the, in the second overtime, I want to say. Um, they missed a field goal. Uh, yeah, Etiwanda, they miss an extra point, which they seem to. Uh, Kevin Davis is a reasonable kicker; he can he can boot it, but they seem to every once in a while miss, uh, you know, extra point. They did it against um, uh, La Quinta in the last game. So, uh, yeah, again, if you're looking for differences in the championship game, uh, the small little things can become pretty big uh, if they. Uh, well, should be noted that uh, Serrano did not have a great night kicking the ball either again <laughs> well, in the semi. So uh, maybe they're just going to go for two every time, which is, that would be great. They should yeah. do that anyway. Uh, anyway, right. So that right. one ends 31-30, mm-hmm. and it should have been 31-31 if they had hit that, and you know, who knows what happens there. And then San G, uh, that, that seemed like a pretty battered San G team, not, not nearly the level they were last year. Yeah. When Oak Hills beat them, and that felt like a, a huge deal. Um, and so they, they kind of stink it up at Sanji, and that's probably... Uh, that's their worst loss of the yeah, year, for sure. The, that's, I mean, kind of embarrassing. That's hitting rock bottom right there. Right. Uh, and, you know, they rebound and play, uh, play Serrano pretty well. I mean, you know, they play... For a half, anyway. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. a half. That third quarter killed them. Yeah, so... And that can happen against... Well, whatever, that happens against really good teams. You've got to play really good for four quarters, not for two quarters. So, yeah. you know, so it is. And then since then they got to you know well they got to play in the MRL which they really really enjoyed that was a lot of fun for Oak Hills. Yeah, closest game in the MRL uh, after the Serrano game was a uh, Burroughs twenty six nine. Which isn't a surprise because Burroughs was good this year. So there you go. Uh, I famously I think picked uh, Apple Valley against Oak Hills. I remember talking. Uh, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's a nobody's problem. gonna believe me, but they're part of my thing for picking them was just that I saw our uh, list of picks. And I said, well, somebody should really pick Apple Valley. Um, yeah, Matt rode that Apple Valley train right, I, right yeah. until then, and then he. I, I, and I did have a, some confidence in Apple Valley uh, uh, for the season, and they, they were okay. Obviously, you know, got the at-large spot. So, um, but yeah, that game wasn't all that close. Sixty-three twenty-eight. Um, you know, Apple had some chances to make it a game, but uh, O'Kill's offense that was that was really their breakout moment. No kidding, they, they got it going in that game and. And uh, for the most part, I haven't really looked back. Yeah, I think you could have made it. Well, I think the argument could have been made before that, you know, we really didn't know who was going to show up. You know, I mean, Kistner said that today. You know, you lose, you lose five games, you're one and five, and it's real, real easy to start thinking about the sport you're going to play next season. You know, I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's the moment that can, you know, break the back of a lot of teams. And, you know, he gave a lot of credit to his players for, for not giving up at that point. You know, they believed in themselves, and, you know, they kept – kept doing what they needed to do yeah i mean i think uh you know we look at that and it's like oh well they're playing tough teams like you know it's excusable but i think when you're in on the team and you're you're taking that beating like they do start to mount and it's not easy to just sort of say oh degree of difficulty yeah i mean i think that the best players are able to compartmentalize stuff like that i mean you know you got to have a short memory that's what that's the thing that uh that athletes talk about all the time uh you know i know a lot of that is like boilerplate crap or whatever but you know (laughs) really i mean it's it's true though you know you gotta you, you can't dwell too long on your wins or your losses you know in order to be able to move forward and 
And I don't know, you know, if if you you got enough confidence, and if you're as talented as so many of the kids on Oak Hills are, you know, there's there's a reason to be confident or cocky or whatever you want to call it. You know, they they're they're good. You know, and I think that they knew that they were good even when they were losing, uh, and you know, they stuck with it, and here they are. So, there you go. Always follow your dreams, unless it's to be a newspaper writer, in which case, ooh, see if God will give you new ones. <laughs> Uh, you can still be a writer. Just not for a newspaper. I don't know if I'd do it for anything. I can't think of a category of writer that works out great for. Oh, a speech writer. They get paid pretty well. Hmm. All right. So there you go. Uh, yeah, so then now here we are. This, this, it kind of makes this Oak Hill seem kind of hard to get a read on. At t- it's a, you know, it doesn't fit so neatly into a, you know, a narrative or anything like that. I think, I guess it's just, you know, the simplest way to say it. it's like, this is a good football team. I don't know if they're good enough. Well, I take the bat. They are good enough to beat Toronto. I don't, maybe not good enough to be favored, you know, uh, on Friday, yeah. but they're very talented. And I think it's easy to forget that because, you know, they had a real bad stretch. Yeah. And even in the, the Vista Del Lago game to start the playoffs, that uh, did not, did not play particularly well to start that. Yeah. Uh, I think they were up by just like, couple at halftime this is logo was good though you know yeah. i mean that that was a i a, they i think oak hills was favored but not by very much um so you know i think that their second round matchup was easier right yeah no. oh no it wasn't i'm just taking it back it just I, it feels that way because no. they beat the crap they out made of it them. easier yeah uh oak hills is so weird i don't get them <laughs> so huh yeah you know i asked kister about that i you know it's just like so what you know, what, what was the difference? What what changed? And he just kind of looked at the sky and shrugged his shoulders and said, ah, I don't know. <laughs> and that was it. And I was like, well, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, I think that might be one of the games that, you know, he uh, spends more time than he'd like to thinking about, you know, the, semi- the semifinal game from last year. Uh, you know, that's being one that particularly regretful or whatever you know i think that uh i asked it's like you know uh, if you were to uh, i think he said if you were to tell me you know two years ago that you know this is the team that's going to the finals and not the one last year i would have told you you were crazy oh yeah i mean which you uh, know, obviously yeah you know i was talking to uh keith locklear um sultana coach former oak hills assistant you were not talking to you were listening to <laughs> keith <laughs> and he's an insightful dude so it's good to talk to him. he likes hockey so good to talk to him about that too um, Ugh, Kings fan. Hey, uh, we, we all have flaws. We all have flaws, yes. Yeah, amen. <laughs> um, so uh, he was saying that he actually kind of felt good about Oak Hills going to that Palm Springs game. And he said he was talking to Nolan Brammer, former Oak Hills quarterback for the team last year. And Brammer was just like, oh, no. Like, we were, a, we were a better team last year. Palm Springs really good this year. And, and I think Lockley was saying, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just have a feeling about it. And came true. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that... Again, I, I said it, I think, the night that we uh, uh, covered that game. It's probably one of the top five, like, weirdest games I've covered in terms of maybe what you expected and what actually happened. You just, you just don't expect um, a reasonably quality team like Palm Springs to, to 
to lay light themselves on fire. <laughs> they self-immolated. It's what they did. Yeah. You know, it's like that uh, scene. What movie is it? Yeah, in 500 Days of Summer where it has the side-by-side of what the expectations are and what the reality is. And I think for Palm Springs, it was something like that. You know, it's like the expectation. Oh, this is great. We, we, beat the, we beat them last year, you know. We're better this year. They're not as good this year. And then on the other one, it's like, oh, no, they were at this party and actually... They threw up all over the floor, they ruined a rug, and then they <laughs> fell asleep like on the concrete porch outside. It was embarrassing. An embarrassing day. Great for O'Kills. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, clearly they want to go out and, uh, and win this one. Um, you, you, of course, you want the title. Of course, you want the title against uh, Against Serrano. Ugh. Yeah. Those um, guys. But... You know, I, I certainly think a lot of these players are going to look back at that Palm Springs game, and uh, you know, five, ten, a million years down the road, they're they're gonna they're gonna feel pretty proud about that one. That one's gonna be they they that's should gonna be man. Nice. That's yeah, I mean that that's an incredible win. I mean they should be proud of that. I mean I know right now it's not the time for you know reflection for for any of them. It's all about preparation. But man, that's that's just a gutsy win, man. That's incredible. I don't know I, really anybody. I guess apparently other than Keith Locklear of. What if, I don't know if Robert Kistner would have... Uh, well, certainly he wouldn't have predicted a 43-15 win. Uh, he's not uh, not exactly the the type. Yeah, whenever I talked to him, I, I I felt like he sounded confident, but, you know, certainly not overly so. He knew they had their hands full. And... Right. So, I don't know. I mean, I think what he said to me is that, you know, last year that they he felt that they held them reasonably well, but their offense really, really struggled. And, you know, that's true. And this year... Yeah, they were, they were, yeah last year they were just... Some sequences that you normally see Oak Hills succeed in that they just they didn't they uh, they struggled in the red zone or for like a, I you know I can't remember exactly what the uh, uh, yardage was and everything like that but um, you know for extending like the red zone for high school like to about the thirty or so like in that you know close to the goal line area they they, they struggled made some mistakes and, and couldn't get it done where they normally had which is the same thing that happened to Serrano the week the week after so. Whatever voodoo devilly deal Palm Springs made, that uh, that crap expired this year in the quarterfinals. I guess it's all over, boys. Party's over. Turn the lights off. You're going home. So, uh, what is the? I was trying to think. What if, what are you know the the three things that Oak Hills needs to do if they want to win the game on Friday? Uh, Brandon Porter cannot throw four picks again. Okay, that's um, and that's, I'm not betting on that happening. So ne- neither am I. So, huh. step one, all right. Um, let's see. Uh, they, need, they, need, they need to hold the Serrano offense. And by Serrano offense, you mean... I mean Sultan. Yeah, that was, that was next on my, my list. Um, They're not going to stop. Yeah, them. I mean, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know what that looks like. That's, that's hard to figure out. Well, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, so, I, that's, yeah right. that's, that's why I, I don't know what it looks like. Like, if you hold Sultan to... 200 yards and it's like in the right situations where you know maybe he gets a a big you know he gets 50 yards on a big burst but you stop them to three and out on the next set of downs there uh i really i think the key is that they need to they need to hit sultan a lot and hard and a lot and that's <laughs> that's really the key you know and that's not something that like you know i'm a huge fan of because i'm really not that into the whole physical violence thing but that's that's what it's gonna take you know he's a little banged up he's got a you know a, a sore spot in his back i know that you know that that's been bothering him and he doesn't like to get hit does not i mean you know and i know that sounds like oh well, nobody likes to get hit but that's just not true because 
people that play football are sociopaths. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I talked to Jacob Glazer about it. And, you know, I said, like, you know, hey, it's really, you know, it seems like part of what makes Sultan so good is that he doesn't like to get hit. He's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, he was saying that that's the opposite of what made him, you know, good and effective as a running back or Jordan good as a running or back. Tristan McNabb. Right. They not just, not just, oh, no, yeah, it's no big deal. No, no, no. They enjoy getting hit, which is. They like the contact. They. I that that that's another tr- very troubling story to tell I think <laughs> but uh you know I mean you you, you got to got to put him under pressure and you got to hit him that, that and maybe that slows him down a little bit um you know I I don't know if that works um, Yeah I mean like I tweeted uh, in the first Serrano game um you know I think Oak Hills had held uh, uh Sultan or I I tweeted that they had done a reasonable job I felt in the first half Right and Saldan still managed to get like 130 yards or something like that. And it's just holding like, him for, for two halves. That's tough. It gets harder to, you know, to hold him down as it goes on. You know, you're going to get tired. So. Um, but yeah, I felt like Oak Hills won the battle of attrition against uh, Benji Cordova last week uh, in the semifinals. Uh, La Quinta's power running back. Now that's another kid that's, you know, a, a heavier runner than Yeah, uh, a different Saltan. kind of runner. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know so much if he invited the contact, but he's not able to get out of the way, that's for sure. And he doesn't mind running it straight into a pile and just sort of you know, moving, piling, a, yeah. moving it a few yards, yeah. Um, but Oak Hills, I felt like they succeeded late in that game, um, definitely stopping him and uh, obviously crucial stops at that point. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is going to be the Oak Hills offense. And I know that kind of circles back to tie in those first two things. I don't do not think the defense is going to hold Sultan. Uh, I think Brandon Porter needs to have uh, you know, very good game. Which, by the way, he's thrown seven interceptions for the entire season. Yeah, right. And four, more than half, came in... In one game, yeah. Uh, I think three in the third quarter, was it, I think? Yeah. Something like that? Uh, you know, um, but, you know, like, Serrano has... I was going to say, yeah, they're very good. They have a good secondary. Yeah. That, that really you, good. You talk about a hands unit. That's yeah. Andrew and, Valencia is extremely good. Uh, I don't know how much lately Sultan has played back there, but he has a little bit. Yeah, he has, he has uh, he can two do interceptions, it. I yeah. believe, for the year, uh, including one against Oak Hills, I believe. They had, um, Tanner Cornell when yeah, he's back there. Yeah, he played for I think the first time recently and had a first time in a while anyway and had an interception on the first play that he was in. Uh, yeah, it's uh, that's a. a a scary defensive uh, de- uh, secondary, and I think that it's different because you know you think back to against Palm Springs when uh, they really weren't all that effective. It's because the secondary wasn't involved. Uh, you know, Palm Springs doesn't really throw into the secondary. They throw you know three, four yards, but and they don't have the secondary doesn't have time to to read routes and to to know exactly where they're going. Uh, you know, John Bryan is another really good. Uh, uh, Sir back about an interception last game. You know, kind of talked about. Uh, his skill is being able to just kind of read the quarterback's eyes and know where, where he's going with it. And, I, you know, since Brandon Porter, it's, while he's a very good runner, it's still a more traditional passer in the sense that, you know, he throws the ball more than three yards at a time. Uh, right. They can also do that. They can all – Oak Hills can definitely pick you apart little by little. I, uh, I, I think – I, I kind of wish they they would have done that a little bit more against the Quinta. Like, they had some success early, and then I felt like – you know, they kind of got away from it, or, you know, some series didn't end up the way they wanted to, so they were, they were out, uh, of, uh, out of chances real quick and had to punt it. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, though, is that that's, it looks easy, but well, it looked easy when Palm Springs was doing it effectively. 
um, that's it's not easy, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is like all about, and that's the thing people say when they talk about offense is, you know, the, the quarterback has to be good, the line has to be good, the receivers, everybody has to be on the same page. When you're talking about something where you have a play that develops in two seconds, uh, which is how those quick passing plays work, everything has to work, and there's really no margin for error. You know, if your first read is gone. Uh, you're you're in trouble because the the line isn't exactly trying to buy the quarterback all day. That's not not the the purpose of that play. So yeah, I mean when it works and when you're marching and you're in a rhythm and whatever, that's great. But when it's uh, not, you know, you're flat on your ass in the backfield wondering you know what day it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's I mean, a problem. Yeah, the, the spread, you know, it uh, when it goes fast and it works like you said, it it looks great. But uh, there are times whenever you just chuck it three times uh, within a span of like 30 seconds uh, lining back up into the line of scrimmage and everything and it's you're out you're gone it reminds me you know it's, uh, it's like uh, like Victor Valley's offense this year where it was like you know when it was clicking it was like wow this is amazing this is like the greatest offense I've ever seen and then there'll be other series where it's like wow these they play football, right? <laughs> Before today? Yeah, yeah. The same players. Dude. And that's just the way the offense, that's kind of the way it goes. So I think, you um, know. But, you know, I, I, I've liked the variety I've seen from Oak Hills over the last couple weeks. Like, I felt like they sped it up against uh, La Quinta, whereas I think they were a little more methodical getting to the line. Um, well, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, it's a, they had really good Palm game Springs. plans yeah. uh, the past couple weeks, especially against Palm Springs. I think that's a huge, huge part of that. So, um they have a good coaching staff. They have a, a Kistner couldn't say enough about his uh, offensive coordinator this year. Um, Artie Allen? Yep. Uh, you know, I think that that makes it, well, I don't think, that does make a difference, you know. So we'll see. I think that they'll have a good game plan for Serrano and they'll have a, have, they have had a chance to kind of learn from what didn't work last time. Uh, but, you know, don't make as many mistakes as last time. That That's a good place to start. Yeah. Uh, and if, I don't know if we've covered like a third thing. Um, but if we're on to three, sure, uh, I would say penalties. That that's that is huge. Uh, you know, I kind of think that Oak Hills should have won by more against La Quinta. I don't know that it should have been a game going into the fourth quarter. Um, penalties, whether they're fairly called or not, I mean, they just there were definitely some that you know Oak Hills just they put themselves in a bad bad situation and gave uh, La Quinta a really good chance to be uh, playing in this game. Yeah, and Serrano was, has been very good with penalties the past couple of weeks after, I think, kind of struggling with it. Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, the you know, the officiating, I think, definitely gets better as you get deeper into the playoffs. So maybe that's part of it. Maybe, you know, uh, I think Ray says, whether the calls are real or fabricated or whatever. Because, you know, at the, after the game, he tries to tell us, he was like, oh, commit less penalties. All oh, the penalties are fake. I'm just kidding. You guys are great. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, well, what, what, whatever, man. Uh, yeah, so that's you, you, you can't give Serrano extra chances on offense especially. You just can't do that. Um, no, I mean, you know, even simple things like, you know, offsides, like, you know, five yards isn't a lot. but That's you know, an automatic S- first down, basically. Saltan is averaging, what, 12 yards a carry? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't need any help to get help them get first downs. Yep. Yeah, I mean, especially if you do that, you know, it, you see it so often where it's like, you know, uh, the first play someone jumps off sides and it's like, well, it's over, you know. Uh, you give a team, really any team, three tries to get five yards and good Lord. I mean, if you can't do that, then you're in trouble. 
Um, yeah, you kind of got to be counting on your defense to maybe like sack the quarterback or right. push him back or something like that yep. at that point. Or you hope the other team decides to throw the ball three times in a row. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's, yeah, I think those would be the three things. Brandon Porter stopping, well, holding Sultan and penalties. I think, you know, if they keep those things on a wrap, I think that they've got a good shot. Uh, two out of three of those are definitely accomplishable. Right. Uh, one of them stopping yeah. Sultan. If you, you just do the uh, the two things very very well, and I think that they could overcome that. It's just one player. Yep, just one player. They can do it. But, uh, but probably the biggest uh, war for any other for any player in high desert history. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Wins above replacement. Yeah. Case, <laughs> case uh, what's his per? It's a basketball advanced stat. No. I'm not really aware of my basketball advanced stat. Yeah, it's a crappy stat. Uh, all right. So I think I think that pretty much covers it. Is there anything else you wanted to hit on with, with Oak Hills? I mean, I think that, you know, that's a pretty good summation of where the where they are, how they got to where they are, and what they need to do on Friday. Yeah. Any other uh, interesting tidbits from your conversation with Kistner? Well, uh, we had a, a nice talk about about. Oh, well, we could talk a little bit about the playoff thing, the playoff groupings. I think that's kind of interesting and something that I know we'll talk about more as that becomes closer. Um, you know, definitely mentioned that uh, he's not optimistic about uh, the restructuring of the playoffs. Yeah, get, uh, reading the temperature of the room, I kind of get the sense that this is going to pass. I, yeah. I, I don't know when the vote is. I think it's sometime in the spring. It's just uh, you know now January. Okay. Yeah, it's just a matter of time until we get there. Yeah, it's not for me. It's not an if based on everybody I've heard from or any article I've read online. Uh, Kiss. Well, uh, quite frankly, n- neither Saran or Noro Kills are excited about this. Uh, you know, I think that uh, they're just kind of one of those tweener teams that's too good to play against the teams that are up here, but not good enough to hang with. Norco, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, you look at it, and you know, Serrano's had a really good run, but they still only have one championship out of it. So yeah, they've been very dominant within the Eastern Division, but not so dominant to the point where it's like, you know, nine titles in a row or something. So, you know, where do those teams get put? And, and the way it works, teams are they competing against? It's, is right, and the way it works is that it goes based on strength of schedule from the past two years. So you're going to see some fluctuation, and obviously it's all about competitive equity or whatever, right? So uh, I think you're going to see a lot of changes every two years, and you know that's yep. I mean, just you see it with basketball. I think, I think basketball. What they they did this year? They redo it every year, do they? I don't know. I, I, I don't do know. Every year, uh, I that's possible. I th- see, and it might be every year for football too. For all I know, I just know yeah, that I think the strength of schedule is still being sorted out. Right? So. Yeah, I don't want to commit a authoritatively. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, it's not great for, for either of them. Now it's potentially good news for I think we we're talking about about for teams like Apple Valley or maybe a Burroughs or Barstow, whatever teams that. It's tougher to get, you know, the athletes, certainly, and especially for a school like Barstow or Burroughs, where it's kind of like, well, you hope that this generation of kids is well-fed or whatever and works out because, you know, it's not like there's the, it's a small population. Uh, so, I don't know. I think it's interesting. Um, I think it's a bummer that it won't be as won't be league-based just because, you know, kind of like that uh, yeah. the league matters. Yeah. Um, but, you know... I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I was thinking about it in a way, like, a league title sort of gets elevated because your chances of getting any other title severely diminished. 
But I think the the difference is, well, for you know, for me, like right now, like I don't know how much I, you know, league titles really matter. I guess anyway. Like I know Ray talks about it, what a big deal it is, and you know, it was a big deal for Oak last year. But it's like, um, you know, yeah, okay, you're you're at least in the past, you know, yeah, yeah, okay, Serrano is better than the other four teams in their league. Yeah, no duh, you know, but whatever. Uh, it, to me, it's like I think that they they. Uh, yeah, they set these like three parts of the season goals. That's the way they talk. Yeah. They just like to break mm-hmm. it up. You know, the the real goal for them is is going here to a title game. It's just um, part of the process, right? Exactly. So I'm not really sure. If, you know, how much is a focus for them now anyway? Uh, and you know, I think something to think about too is that you know, yeah, okay, right. Uh, Serrano and Oker, you know, the the ones who are you know, like, can I quote, get getting screwed by this. It's, there are no no tears being shed for Oak Hills or Serrano, you know? That, like, whatever, man. You know, tough luck, you know? Guys have been extremely dominant. And, you know, I know Oak Hills not for anywhere near as long as Serrano has because they haven't been open that long. But, you know, nobody from Asperia, Sultana, Apple Valley, Granite. N- n- no, nobody cares. Nobody feels bad, you know? So, so it is. It's going to be interesting, though. And it'll be interesting to see kind of how that develops and what the actual you know, structure of it will be when that's finally all done. Yeah, I'm not the world's biggest fan of it, but... I hate that it changes so often because I'll never get it down. <laughs> I mean, I feel nice like I'm just simplicity. I'm just now really feeling comfortable with, you know, Eastern Division and whatever. And, like, when we get to, like, any other sport, it's like, oh, jeez, I, I don't know. They're, they're in some division. I have to look it up on Max Preps because it changes all the time. All right. So it goes. All right. Let's uh, let's let's call it a night. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, one more podcast. Our final batch of preview content. Yep. And then uh, then that'll be it. Friday we'll be at uh, at Oak Hill. So more on that as it develops. Okay. 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 All right. All righty.